Welcome to the Grace College Podcast, a ministry of Grace Bible Church located in College Station, Texas. We desire to impact students who will impact the world for Christ. Hope you enjoy the talk and hang around for more after. Well, you can grab a seat and check this out. You know, we all have different gifts. Uh, We all have different abilities. We've been designed in different ways. And thank the Lord for that, right? Thank God that we have such incredible diversity and we have such wonderful individuality that that we're able to walk through this world surrounded by people that are different from us. That is a beautiful, wonderful thing. And, And the truth is that God has designed all of us with those differences in mind. God has designed all of us with a particular and unique place and purpose in mind. Right? We have been individually created, knit together by a God who loves us, by a God who cares about us, by a God who has a path for us to follow, a purpose for us to live within. But we struggle, right? The truth is that we still struggle at times to see what has God given us or where is God then calling us to give. We often assume that we lack uh, the gift or the role or the place to serve, which just isn't true which is just contrary to what 1 Peter 4 just told us, right? Everything has a starting point and a relationship with the God of the universe, the God who provides peace, the God who provides purpose, that relationship, its starting point is Jesus Christ. We are called to find and follow Jesus. That's the beginning of a relationship with the God who made all things, with the God who loves the world. And so he sent his son Jesus to die for our sake. That relationship begins by faith, by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ. But then there's a path to walk. There's a purpose to follow. There's a mission to undertake. You see, as we begin to follow Jesus Christ, he's calling us forward to serve and move as his hands and as his feet in this world. But before we move forward, before we engage in his ministry that he's calling us to, before we use those gifts in that role, in that place, we need to stop at this moment, at this starting point, and ask ourselves, well, how have we been created for that? How have I been equipped for his ministry? In other words, we want to ask just today, just this morning, in this moment, if it's something maybe you've asked before, maybe it's something you've never even considered, but what has God given you and where is he calling you to then give? How have you been uniquely created for your specific context? Because as believers, we all have a gift. We all have a role. We all have a place to serve the God who saved us. That's what we see in 1 Peter chapter 4. In verse 10, he says, Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of the varied grace of God. He starts off right, the, right off the bat talking about this gift. And literally, the word that's being used right here is charisma. Okay, it's this idea of, of a gift of grace. Charis is the root uh, word for that term, and it's the Greek term for grace. In other words, unmerited favor. And so he's saying literally everyone's received a grace gift, right? It's, it's, a, it's a favor that you've received not based on your own merit. It's a, been a, it's a gift of some sort of grace. No Christian can claim that they are without some sort of gift, some sort of ability, some sort of equipping from the Lord. 
Peter's very clear, Paul's clear in other passages that we're going to get to, that every believer has been given, has received at least one gift. No one is useless. No one is just, you know, unable to offer anything to the capital C church, the, the worldwide body of Christ. We all have a gift to bring to bear. That's what Paul gets at in Romans 12. He says, look, We've all been given different gifts according to the grace given to us. And if the gift is prophecy, then that individual must use it in proportion to his faith. If it's service, he must serve. If it's teaching, he must teach. He's going to go forward and he's going to list off a few more gifts that we're going to get to in a moment. And Paul is launching into this little list. It's not a comprehensive list of spiritual gifts, but it is a list of spiritual gifts because he's trying to communicate, hey, you have something God has equipped you in some way. We all have, as believers, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you have been adopted out of sin, you've been adopted out of death, and you're in the family of God, and you've been given the Holy Spirit to act as your comforter, your guide, your teacher, your motivation, your empowerer, and he is going to unlock within you at least one spiritual gift to use for the purposes of God. Man, what a beautiful truth that is, that we all have a gift. We all have gifts we, all have, we also have natural talents. But, but right here, Paul's saying, look, there's specific spiritual gifts that are given to us, right? That's the beauty of our gospel. That God says, hey, I, I don't want to just save you out of sin and death. I don't want to just redeem you and purchase you away from the, the, the mastery of death. I don't want death to no longer, I, and it's not that I just want death to no longer end you. It's that I want you to have this life that starts now. I want your eternal life to start now. I want to use you. I want to move you forward. And I'm going to equip you in that pursuit. I'm going to equip you for those purposes that I've called you towards. And so Paul's explaining, look, we all have these gifts. Some of us have prophecy. Now what he's referring to is probably what he explains in 1 Corinthians 14, which is a prophecy that's not necessarily communicating new revealed truth, where the Lord has spoken and we shall go to Whataburger. Like, that's not, that's not necessarily the prophecy he's talking about. Uh, the one he's probably referring to, again, it's in 1 Corinthians 14 as well, is this pro- prophecy uh, of using revealed, already revealed truth to challenge and encourage and comfort other believers. You're relying on God's revealed words and transferring it, and you're just kind of throwing it onto people. You're like, hey, don't forget this, that, that. God loves you. God's, God's moving. He's, he's going to come for you. There's a plan, you know, whatever it might be. He says, if you have this gift, you got to use it. If you're gifted in service, it says, go ahead and serve, right? You love to help people? Well, then help them, right? Serve them in a practical way. Some of us have been serving others, whether it's in organizations, on campus, in our homes. We're like, hey, you have grown up in a pigsty for your entire life, roommate of mine. I love you in Christ. But here's a paper towel. Like, we, when we serve them, in that way, or maybe we've been going down to the coast, we've been serving people, we've been helping them just physically, or, or maybe it's teaching. In other words, we're not serving people in their, like, in their bodies physically, maybe we're serving them through their minds. We're teaching and communicating God's truth in a clear way. Or maybe it's not just teaching, it's exhortation, meaning you're not just speaking to their minds, you're speaking to their heart. You're serving them in, in their motivations. You're moving them forward to follow after Christ. Maybe it's contributing, or in other words, giving. You, you love to give uh, of your time or resources or your finances. You love to be a part of that type of ministry. Maybe it's leadership, and, and then you need to diligently lead, right? People will follow you, and so lead them in the right direction. Maybe it's mercy. In other words, yeah, maybe you have this deep empathy for people. 
man, awesome. Again, this isn't a comprehensive list, but it's a starting point for understanding, hey, God has equipped us in different ways. And if this is a question that you haven't wrestled with, if this is, if this is an idea that you haven't walked through, that you haven't been taught on, or you haven't really thought through for yourself personally, I would encourage you to do so. This is a great moment at the start of a semester to think about, hey, how has God equipped me? How has God gifted me? Maybe to help you in that, uh, there's this handy-dandy website. Uh, it's a very strange URL, apps.kate.net.gifsurvia. You're right, like this is funky, I know. Uh, but write it down. Put it in your phone, write it down in your notes, uh, jot it down, just tell the person next to you, like, remember this and tell me later. Like, that's whatever. But maybe this is a good place for you to go, where it's, it's not, again, it's not like perfect, it's not this foolproof thing, but it's a way, it's a resource to use where you'll answer some questions and they'll email you a report of like, hey, it looks like maybe God's gifted you in these areas. Because again, maybe that's something you've just never considered. But scripture is clear, there is something. God has given you a gift that he wants you to continue to give, right? So maybe be a part of this gift survey, or maybe this is a great reason to pursue membership here at Grace. Uh, one of the wonderful things about being a member at Grace is that we will walk you through your gifting and your abilities, and we will find a role, and we'll find a place for you to serve, not just at Grace, but even just in our local community. We would love to help you in that. Our next membership class is October 1st. It's at Southwood, and it's, it's just an opportunity for you to come, kind of figure out, okay, where are we, and how do we move forward? Like, what's next? What is God moving me towards here at Texas a and Blinn, what could I be a part of in serving him and, and being a part of his ministry? Right? Because we've been given a gift. Not only do we have these spiritual gifts, but we also just have natural talents. In other words, uh, believer or not, there are lots of people, or everyone in this world, we have uh, natural abilities that the Holy Spirit is able to redeem and redirect for the purposes of Christ. Right? So even beyond the spiritual gifts, there's just natural abilities. What I mean by that is there's things like leadership, right? Like there's non-believers who are great at leadership. They don't have the spiritual gift of leadership. They just have a natural ability to lead. And some of us are right there, right? We either know people or we are people that other people will just follow, right? You, you even just maybe just now, you're thinking like, yeah, like no one in my house ever picks dinner. I always have to pick where we go for dinner. Oh my goodness. That's a good, like you're alpha. Like that's what that means. Like... <laughs> You have risen to the top of your pack and you can grab them by the nape of their neck and carry them. Like, that's what you do. You are just a natural leader. You, I would watch this all the time it, with middle school ministry. It's, it's a beautiful picture of this because there's no filters, right? You, you, work, you look at just a, like a junior high cafeteria for half an hour, you will see that there are just magnetic personalities that rise to the top that other people are drawn towards. I would see kids walk in to Bible studies or events. It was always a guy named like, Chad or like Peyton, or I don't know, like something cool. And they, they would just walk up and they would just like, dudes would just be drawn to them. They would just walk and be like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? And then just like all the other guys would just rally around them and be like, oh, hey, Chad, what's going on, man? <laughs> what are you doing? They're like, oh, you wearing that magnet bracelet? Like, oh, yeah, I got one too. Like, and they just, they wanted to just be a part of whatever he was doing. They, and we, you know, we have better filters now. Right, we try to kind of say we have, we have a little bit stronger boundaries. But the reality is that sticks with us. We still, even though we're like, no, I don't need to follow anyone. Like, but maybe I'll just like rip my jeans a little bit and <laughs> untuck my shirt, tuck my shirt. I don't know. Like, you know, comb my hair. Like, don't comb my, I don't we, we will want to kind of be moving in the paths of other people. There are leaders among us. There are alphas in our midst. 
And that's a beautiful natural ability that the Lord can redeem and use for his purposes. Some of us have athletic ability. Some of us, maybe we're just, man, we're just good. We can dominate any court, any field, uh, any bowling alley. Like, it doesn't matter. Skee-ball is just, we're a, we can do it. Like, we just have these abilities that pick up anything, anytime, and just be amazing. I had a roommate like that in college. We, it was ridiculous. We would just, anything we would play, anything we would pick up, he would just be like, oh, yeah, what, hole-in-one's good? Like, oh, sorry, like, I didn't know. I don't play golf ever, but whatever. Like, that's just, it was, like, dumb. It was dumb how good he was at things. He just, he just had it. Some of us have that just natural ability. Maybe we have social talents where, where maybe it's not necessarily we're leading everyone, but we are able to gather people. We can make friends and just bring people together. You're just, you're everyone's best friend. I worked with a guy who, no joke, he was the best man, okay, like wedding party, best man in five weddings, five weddings. I was like, how do you, how do, you do that? Like who, who I, I have like half a best friend and like my wife and like that's it. Like how, how, how are you best man times five? Like that doesn't even make sense to me. But he was just one of those people. He, would, he was just everyone's best friend. He would bring people together. They just, he was enjoyable. And some of us have that natural ability. Some of us are just gifted in our pursuit of academics. We're just intelligent people. Where we walked into college, we're like, yeah, it'll probably be hard, but whatever. And we just, we just, dom- you're just dominating it. And I know like you can't raise your hands because everyone else will just beat you down. But like <laughs> you're out there. I know you're there. I know you're there. Where basically your roommates will just ask you, like, hey, do you need to study tonight? And you're just like, no, nah, I just like, I read the syllabus. And you get an A. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't, you just have it. You just got it. Good for you, right? And that's an ability that the Lord can use. You're gifted maybe musically. And even just 10 minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, we were singing these songs, and you're just out there, and you're just like naturally harmonizing, like, oh, like going around it. And the people around you just like, oh, my gosh an angel like there's some ma- what is going on god be praised like it's amazing but you have you have this ability you have this ear you have an instrument that you can play or that you can sing man there's just i know that there is natural ability in our midst there's people that can write that can create these wonderful worlds and stories that help us see just truth in a new light there's people in our midst that can act that can, that can take on roles and create these environments where, where people are just drawn in emotionally. Like, they're like, yes, you did buy a zoo and I love it. You know, like, whatever. Like, you, you just, there are people in our midst that have these natural abilities to just connect on new levels. And these gifts and these talents, they're things that God has given you for a purpose. But the truth is that many times we find ourselves not using them properly or not using them purposefully. We find ourselves wasting this incredible potential. Get it, Raj. (laughs) (laughs) We're the cannon, okay? We're the cannon. We find ourselves as this, I don't even know, potato cannon, and everything's at our back, right? Raj is there. His wife is encouraged. You get it, Raj. Like she just knows. And all of a sudden we feel like, man, we're poised for greatness. We're doing all these things. We're a freshman. We're a sophomore. We're a junior. We're, we're, you know, we're about to take on the world. And then boop. Like that's just the, we find ourselves in moments maybe failing our own expectations or failing to meet others' expectations. Some of us have grown up in environments where we're not really encouraged by our parents. We're not really encouraged by our friends. We're not really pushed forward and, and, and affirmed in the gifting that God has given us. Some of us have been told and have, fool, have unfortunately bought into the lie that we're useless. 
And it's just not true. It's just not true. You have a gift. We've all been given a gift as children of God. And you have a role meaning you have a unique place to move into. That's what Peter's talking about when he talks about the varied grace of God. See, literally the term he's using right here in the Greek, that varied is literally multifaceted or multicolored. It's this diversified grace. In other words, he's saying God is so great. He's so different. He's so outside of us. He's so wonderful. He's so diversified. He's so multifaceted that it's just a natural outpouring of who he is into all of us. And so we all find ourselves different, right? We have this unique ability. You have gifts and talents that are unique to you. And maybe, maybe you're saying, well, but I have like leadership and I know other people that have the gift of leadership. That might be true, right? There might be two people in your house and it's like you both come up with places to go for dinner, Awesome, like wonderful. I needed that friend when I was in college, but you maybe are gonna lead in different ways. Even though you have the same gift, you're gonna use it in different ways. You're gonna lead differently. You're gonna teach differently. You could all, you know, you have friends that are teachers, you're a teacher. You're gonna teach differently. You're gonna be talented in different subjects academically. You're gonna be talented in different sports athletically. You're gonna be using your gifts in various ways in this multifaceted diversity that's just a reflection of the God who's gifted us. How beautiful is that? That we have a God who doesn't want to just make us conform. He doesn't bring us into his midst. He doesn't just like throw us into his you know, family and be like, okay, now you need to like wear these clothes and tuck in that shirt or don't tuck in that shirt. I don't know. I need to ask, you know, whoever's cool right now, Giglio. Uh, you know, like I need to, I need to like, you know, tell everyone like you need to, you need to come here. God doesn't say like, hey, I, I want you now to kind of fit into this mold. God says, I, I want you to be a part of my family. I want you to be the best you you can be because I designed you as much. God says, I've created you to be a unique individual with a specialized role to serve in. We see this, right? In, in a, yesterday, yesterday you saw it, uh, hopefully, on Kyle Field, right? There is a football team, and they all have different roles that play to their different strengths and abilities, right? There's, there's, one, there's some dudes that are just like huge, and so they're just like on the line, and all they gotta do is just be like, don't, don't come close, like, or whatever. I don't know what they do. But they, like, you've got big guys, so you've got a fast guy, and he's, like, out on the outside. He's the wide receiver. He's, like, I gotta go. There's, like, one guy who's, like, I can kick the ball kind of far, and they're, like, kicker. Like, it's done. Like, there's different roles that are filled based on people's unique gifting. There's, we have a worship band where people have different unique roles, and the diversity creates something incredible, right? It's, we don't want a band of just all keyboards, I mean, I don't know, they'd be kind of 80s and kind of hip, but like that wouldn't, we don't, like we we can't have a band of all drums, right? I mean, uh, again, like that'd be dope, but like (laughs) generally speaking, we need some diversity up on our stage. We want people to step into where they're strong, into their different roles that God's created them for. That's why we have teams like the Avengers, Right? They all have their own unique gifting and ability. Like Black Widow can like shoot stuff and Thor can like hit stuff and Captain America blocks stuff. I guess, you know, Hawkeye's just kind of there. But like everyone else, like they all, they can do things, right? Hawkeye like has a wife, I guess. Like that's fine. But 
They have unique abilities and talents and so they have roles to fill. And God says, I've designed each of you with this individual care, this individual attention to detail. And he wants us to step into it. He wants us to live that out. One of the greatest lies you could ever hear or believe is that you're not needed. That somehow you are inferior or unnecessary. God has created you with a plan and a purpose, with a place in mind where he wants you to serve. He wants you, he wants you to step forward. He wants you to be involved in his ministry. There's a leading apologist, this wonderful speaker, communicator, thinker, a guy named Ravi Zacharias, who's in the midst of our culture right now. And he has this incredible testimony. If you haven't heard it, I would encourage you to look him up. He shared it from multiple stages, spoke at Passion last year. Ravi Zacharias has this story of how he came to faith, and it's beautiful. He says, I grew up in India along with four siblings. And I didn't do well in school because I'd rather play cricket, okay? And so because of that design, because of that passion, that leaning, I disappointed my father and I was frequently beaten by him and I eventually attempted suicide. And so he said, there was this moment where I found myself after that suicide attempt, lying in a hospital bed, having expelled all the poison that I had taken, but not sure if I would recover. And in that moment, there on that bed with a dehydrated body, the scriptures were read to me. A local minister had come to his bedside, was telling him what the Bible said was true. And he says, the flooding of my heart with the news that Jesus Christ could come into my life, that I could know God personally, says that, that, that flooding of knowledge, that flooding of truth, it defies the depths to which the truth overwhelms me. It, in that moment, with a simple prayer of trust, the change from a desperate heart to one that found the fullness of meaning, it became a reality for me. God reached down to a teenager in a hospital bed in the city of New Delhi, a mega city of teeming millions. He says, imagine that God cared enough to hear my cry. Imagine how incredible that God has a personal interest in the struggles of our lives. I cannot express it better than to say that his self-sufficiency and his greatness do not deny us the wonderful joy of being affirmed in our individuality and of our knowing that we are unique value to him. It is how incredible that we have a God who's so great, so mighty, so powerful, so wonderful the embodiment of perfection and righteousness and glory, and yet when he steps into our lives, and yet when he brings us into his family, he doesn't just overwhelm us. He doesn't just overtake us. It's not like we go to A&M and it's just like, I'm an Aggie now, everything is maroon, and I have to whoop on command. Like, it's not like that. He says he brings us into his fold and then he in, uses our individual makeup. He uses the uniqueness with, with which he created us. He delights in who we are because he made us to be those people. How amazing is it that our gospel tells us that God loves the world. Right? That, that's an incredible truth to rally behind. That our God so loved the world that he would send his son, Jesus Christ, to live and die and rise again for the world's sake. So that anyone who might call on his name might be saved. And what an incredible truth that God loves the world. But then how much more incredible that that God who thinks on that scale, who's that big, who's that grand, who's that mighty, who's that glorious, would then look at the individual 
lying on a hospital bed in New Delhi, sitting in an auditorium in College Station, would look at these individuals and say, I want you. I want you. I want you to be a part of what I'm doing. I want you to live in the freedom of life that my son Jesus Christ purchased for you. I want you to live in that freedom and I want you to move forward with a new purpose, with a new mission. I want you to use the gifts that I've given you. I want you to find the role that I've prepared for you. I want you to go to the place that I'm calling you to go. He says, I care about you on such an individual, personal level. I know the number of hairs on your head. I know the days of your lives. I know the path you're going to walk before you even know it. And I knit you together, and I love you, and I want you. How beautiful is that? That's our God. And here's the reality. Our God, I mean, he wants you. Some of us, we've been running from that call, and today's the day that's going to change. For some of us, this is the day where we say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to answer that call. I'm ready to have that relationship. I'm ready to start that by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That simple prayer of trust, that's something that I want to pray today. And for others of us, we're saying, yeah, I'm there. I'm on that path. I want to follow after Jesus, and I want to answer his call to move forward and to serve others because you know what? We need you, right? God wants you. We need you. We need you to bring your gifts to bear. That's why Peter says, look, you have these gifts and you need to use them to serve one another. That's why he says you're a steward. You're using these things because they've been given to you with a purpose. That's why he goes into verse 11 and says, if you're going to speak, use God's words. If you're going to serve, do it with the strength that God supplies. Because if you walk in this way, if you speak in this way and you serve in this way, it's going to bring glory to God. Everything God, in everything, God will be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory. To him belong the power forever and ever. Amen. May it be so. He says, this is the reality of our service. There's an end and a, there, there's a purpose for our gifts. And that end is not you. That purpose is not self-serving. We need you to speak and to serve for the benefit of the body, for the benefit of God's people at large. We need you to use these gifts in the role, in the place that God has prepared for you. If you're a teacher, we need you to teach. Lord knows, some of you are in classes where you're like, I need someone with the gift of teaching because <laughs> this person is found wanting. Like you need people to exercise that gift. We, we need you as an artist to create something beautiful. We need you to, to create something incredible that we can celebrate that, that points us to the ultimate creator of all good things. We need you, if you have the gift of mercy, to be merciful, to care for us, right? to move us through compassion. If you're musical, we need you to join us in, in leading us in worship with our God. We need you to, to come and be a part of, of directing people's time and worship and attention to the Lord. We need you to use your gifts of intelligence to study and to be better. We, we need you to be the best engineer, biologist, or, or teacher, or, or what, I don't know, industrial distributor. I don't know. Like, you need to, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you need to be the greatest ID guy ever, right? Like, we need you to do that. 
Because there are challenges and problems in our world that you can move towards, that you can create solutions for, right? We need you to move in those ways. We need you to use these gifts. Because again, you're a steward. You're not an owner. These things have been given to you with a purpose in mind. You've been given these gifts as a platform to, to, to elevate and proclaim the wonders of God. So what are you putting on that platform? We all have one. We all have a stage that we stand on. We all have a platform that we've constructed with our gifts and abilities. So what do you put on top? Just this past week, uh, Chance the Rapper, who's an incredibly gifted man, uh, he uh, it, it was kind of talking at this like, conference, and he started this nonprofit that, that helps um, the education system in Chicago, where he's from. And so as he was talking at this uh, conference, he basically let loose, he kind of gave the, the teaser uh, that next June, so June 18, the city of Chicago is going to host the first ever annual Twilight Awards, highlighting teachers, parents, and principals, and students that convey the principles of leadership. He says, I want to use this platform that I have created, built upon my talents and abilities. I'm going to proclaim, I'm going to put education first and foremost. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put people that are working hard to educate the next generation. He says, that's what I want to put on top of my platform. Some of us know, uh, maybe are aware of a man by the name of J.J. Watt, um, seen here being a monster of a man. Um, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, he, highest paid defensive player in NFL history, plays for the Houston Texans. Uh, he had a moment uh, a few weeks ago, where in his words, he said, I texted my girlfriend, I texted my mom. Uh, he was watching the Hurricane Harvey stuff kind of play out on the news, and he just felt helpless seeing water rush down streets that I drive down every day. And so I said to myself, JJ, Mr. Watt, uh, Monster Man, how can I help? And so I started to think, I said, I have this incredible platform, all these social media, all these followers. Let's see if I can raise a little bit of money to help these people out, try to get some relief efforts going. And so I just looked straight into the cell phone camera, started up a campaign, was hoping to raise $200,000. And this weekend, J.J. Watt's little nonprofit thing he set up, this campaign he organized to kind of help with the relief efforts down in Houston, down the coastal area of Texas. Uh, he just, they just passed this weekend $30 million that he raised for that end. On top of that platform that he built with probably his own two hands, because <laughs> again, he's a mountain, uh, he invited people to give, right? He was a part of that process, which I, hey, I get it. Like if, he, if this guy walked up to you and was like, hey, do you wanna give some money? He'd be like, uh, yes, sir. Um, uh, <laughs> you are alpha, I respect that. Like I, 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 I see it. And he was raised over $30 million for this goal. And, and these guys are not necessarily motivated by faith. They're not necessarily motivated by a, a following of Jesus Christ. They're not necessarily motivated to point people to God. But there's still something deep in their souls that says, hey, I think we could do something bigger. I think I could do something greater. I think I could point people towards something larger than myself. And when we look in Scripture, we see, yeah, because God made us to do that. God designed us to be a people who would build these platforms and then put him front and center. To do all things for the glory of the Lord. To direct all of our energies towards bringing his name greater renown, greater glory. To not only know him individually, but to make him known to the world around us. And you have no idea, you have no idea what kind of impact God will make with your life. You really don't. I in the last four years of college ministry, have gotten to see literally thousands of students 
deepen their walk with the Lord because of the gifts that you have put into use, because of the gifts that you employed to create compelling community here on Sundays or in our midweek studies. I've gotten to see the fruit of your labor in those ways. I've gotten to see students find their roles in serving or in leadership or even on staff. I've had staff members come and work with me because of invitations that you extend, because of howdy cards that that you hand to a neighbor. Literally, there was a guy that just graduated out of our fellows program, served with us for three years, or served with us as a student for a number of years, was on staff for three years. His first moment, the reason he was in in our midst was because he was invited by someone from his impact, and then he filled out a howdy card. And it put him on a path towards working on staff here at Grace. And that's because of students like you. I have gotten to personally baptize students in this room. One of the greatest joys of my ministry over the last four years has been getting to baptize students in this room that were only here because of invitations you extended. I got to baptize a student who one of you ran into at a park and shared the gospel with, started reading the Bible with weekly. She came to faith, and she wanted to get baptized. I got to baptize a guy who, who one of you invited. You were studying in Evan's library late at night, and you were like, hey, we're going to stay up till 6 a.m. anyway. Uh, you just want to come to church with me tomorrow? And the guy was like, okay. And that was his first step towards faith. He walked into a compelling, inviting environment, and it put him on a path, placing his trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of his sins, and I got to baptize him because of your work, because of you seeing the places of ministry that God's given you in your classes or in your workplaces or in your organizations. How beautiful, how wonderful that our God says, I have a plan in place. And the truth is that many of us are even here today because of other believers in the past who are willing to step out and use their gifts in a role in a new place to invest in the next generation. These kids are absolutely incredible. They're really passionate about learning about the Lord. Doing life with kids is really fun. And it shows me that he loves laughter and he loves joy, just like these kids um, get to experience that with him on a Sunday. We want to specifically set these these urban youth up to be community leaders and disciple makers um, in their communities and across the world. They also have a small group time where our college leaders or our adult leaders will come in and they'll ask the kids, how does that relate to you? And that's where they get to just really dive deep with those kids. Well, we're going to come with a, with, a, with a biblical worldview. The most rewarding part of being a youth leader is when one of your girls comes up to you and gets to tell you, like, I was just doing this thing the other day and this is how God spoke to me. That's just led to us not just rigidly walking forward, but like with incredible joy and just having such a blast. A year down the road, two years down the road, see that they've been able to walk away from a sin or just fall more in love with the Lord because you've been able to help them with that. If they can walk away being assured that Jesus loves them, then you've done your job. If you're a college student, we would love to have you join us in Youth Impact, Grace Kids, or Grace Youth to see what God is doing in those ministries. You know, I don't know what gift God has given you, but I know we need it. I do. I know we need your gifting. I know we need your talents and abilities. I know that we need you to be a part 
of God's ministry here in our walls and even outside in our community. So for some of you, you're ready. And I love it. And I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to me. I want you to talk with our leaders and our staff. They're going to be assembled at the back of the room. Some of you maybe need to take time today to come and talk to us and say, hey, how do I move forward? How, how can I use these gifts? How can I bring these talents to bear? How can I use these things for the ministry that God wants to accomplish in our midst? Some of us, that's a conversation we need to have this morning. For others of us, maybe we're like, I got to go. I got to use these gifts to sleep or whatever. Like you got to get, you got to get things done. That's fine. And if that's you, text us. Okay, text us today. Later today, send us a text. Write this down in your, in your Bible or in your notes. Put it in your phone. Send us a message and let us know, like, hey, I'm interested in using gifts in this way, or I think I'm gifted in that way, or I think I could move into this mission. I think I could be a part of this path or, or this way of giving. And, and, and maybe you're not even like, hey, I want to give in this way at Grace. Maybe it's just like, hey, I'm already in this organization on campus and, and I'm, you know, I'm leading the ID leaders of tomorrow club and I want to use that platform to proclaim the truth that God is good and that he loves us and Jesus Christ died for us. I want to use that place to further the gospel. And we would love to help you in that. We would love to walk alongside of you in moving forward in that ministry. So talk to us. Send us a text. Connect with us. Talk. Let us engage with you. Let us help you move forward in using your gifts to find the role, to move into the place that God has prepared. Because it's there. And I'm excited for it. I really am. So let's go to the Lord and ask him to guide us. Lord, we thank you that you have given us gifting and ability and talents that you can use for your purposes. God, thank you that we have the opportunity to be involved in your mission to bring the world to know yourself. God, what an incredible, incredible gift that is. So Lord, we just pray that we would be a people that walk forward faithfully, that we don't walk forward of our own personal merit or, or ability, that God, we wouldn't <laughs> create our own plans um, that we wouldn't rely on our own strength. But instead, Lord, that we would see that your grace is sufficient every day and that, and that your strength is, is reliable in our weakness. Lord, let us move forward by the power of your spirit, speaking the truth that you've revealed or to the people you've placed in our lives. So if you would, take a moment now and just ask, Lord, God, show me what's next for me. Maybe it's just walking down a path of, of discovery and determining like, hey, God, how have you gifted me? Maybe that's through a conversation with a friend, a spiritual advisor, a parent. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's just going to that website and, and taking a survey. Maybe some of us, though, it's, it's no, God, I, I know you've gifted me in these areas, but Lord, I'm still not sure how that all comes together into a role, into a, into a specific calling. And so again, maybe you ask the Lord, God, give me a conversation to clarify that with a, with a, a leader here at Grace or someone back home or someone that I know and trust. God, move me forward in, in finding clarity in the role that you've prepared for me. Or maybe some of us, it's God, I know how you want to use me, but Lord, I just don't know where that is. So take a moment and ask the Lord, God, where could I move into? Lord, what conversations, what, what relationships could I step into? God, what organizations could I take a part in? Lord, what, what ministries could I serve within to further your gospel? Within the church, with, outside of the church, in America, beyond our borders, God, just show me where is it that you're calling me next? What's the place where my gifts should come to bear? Take a moment, pray those things, ask him that right now.